Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast. In this episode, we're going to hear from Les Moluo, Winnipeg Blue Bomber linebacker, talking to Derek Taylor about why he has his not old number back, double zeros. Interesting little chat. And then we'll talk to Blair Neal, winner of the senior men's bracket, the Golf Manitoba Match Play Championship. That's all coming up on the podcast. Let's get back to the Bombers for this segment, because one thing I like asking athletes is why they have their number. Because it can be a variety of reasons. There can be deeper meaning. There can be no meaning. It can be as simple as this is the number they gave me. Maybe it was this is the number they gave me when I was eight and I've worn it ever since. I think in basketball, it's mostly normal numbers. Football, though, you literally run the two-digit gamut. You can go from zero, double zero, all the way up to 99. And for Les Maluo, global player from Japan of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in his second year now, he wore double zero last year. But the CFL changed the way numbers work in the CFL. So, or pardon me, this is his third year now. He was double zero, but he wore 33 during training camp because you can't have zero and double zero on the same team. And as he explained today with our Derek Taylor, he got his double zero back. Double zero. Yeah. You didn't have it. Well, you had it last season. You yeah. didn't have it during camp. Yeah. And then you got it back late in camp, and now you're wearing double zero today. How did, how did that all come about? So, yeah, like... A week before camp, they told me I couldn't wear a zero, 0 so I looked at the list of numbers, and 33 was the only really, you know, double-digit number that I liked. So I, I picked it, and I was kind of sad that I couldn't wear a zero, 0 because it really meant my, it really means my last name. Um, uh, so Maru in Japan, Japanese means uh, circle, and O is obviously just O, or it looks like a zero. So I put it, put the two and two together, and it's zero, 0 So. You know, it kind of represents my uh, last name and the Japanese culture, so that's why I picked it last year. But now they made a rule to where you can't have a player wear a zero and double zero, but you can have double zero but not zero. Yep. So when Mal- so I didn't even ask Malik Clemens. He asked me. He was like, hey, do you want to switch numbers? And I thought he was joking at the, uh, 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 when he asked me. And in one practice, we switched jerseys, and I was actually wearing just uh, zero jersey, and he was wearing 33. And, uh, yeah, uh, I thought he was joking, but he was actually being serious. And later that day, he actually messaged me on Instagram saying, hey, do you, are you serious? Like, do you want to switch numbers? And I was like, I mean, if you if you want to switch, you can. And then uh, I had an option of picking between zero and zero, zero. But obviously, you know, zero, zero means uh, something in my family. So I picked zero, zero. Yeah. Did, did you tell that story to Malik that zero, zero essentially represented your last name? Or do you think he uh, – did, does, did he – does he know the story? Uh, I mean, like he knows the story, but he didn't pick it for that reason. I think he picked it just because he wanted like a new chapter. He was saying something about, you got to ask him, but yeah. he was saying something about 33 means a new beginning. So maybe he just wanted a fresh start. And um, yeah, so it kind of worked out for me because I was going to 
you know, choose either 33 or 15 or something like that that was open. But uh, whenever he texted me that, I was like, oh, I'll just go back to 00 because, you know, I bought jerseys for my brother, my mom, my grandma and stuff like that. So I, in my head, I was just already thinking, oh, crap, I got to buy new jerseys again. But now I don't have to do that. So it's kind of it's kind of nice. Yeah. On behalf of data collectors, I'm happy they've, they've done the 000 thing because it, yeah. it does get confusing after a little bit. It, it gets it can get a little confusing. Yeah. And it's a data collection thing. That's the yeah. only reason why. Right. Yeah. Like it just it came to be. Yeah. But, we both play linebackers, so sometimes we're, you know, standing next to each other, and it's like zero and zero zero. So maybe it's harder on the stats guy or something. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. And uh, I was really just moving on from that number, but you know, I had to go through camp and just be patient, and it kind of came back, so it kind of worked out. Yeah. When he offered to to give you double zero, what did you think? Like that that seems really nice. Yeah, I mean, I was in my head. I just kept telling them like, don't do it for me. Like, don't like do it because it means something to me but he was really saying no it's not the reason why i'm picking the number like he really wanted to get rid of the uh zero so i was just like okay if you really want to do that then i'll go back to my old number so it kind of worked out because yeah just because at first i was kind of sad but during camp i was kind of like i kind of like 33 it kind of looks nice and then now i go, went back to my zero zero so it's kind of like you know back to my old self and it kind of feels right so and everybody who bought a jersey doesn't have to go get a new one. You yeah. saved you saved people in your family a bunch of money. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> I had like a Japanese fan that she lives in Winnipeg and she has my jersey too. So I kind of felt bad because she bought my first year's jersey, 54, and she bought the zero zero. So I was in my head like, oh crap, I probably have to get her my third one. So it kind of worked out for me. Which, if you made NFL linebacker money, no problem. Yeah. Different, different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Las Maluo explaining the origin of his number change because that happens whenever the uh, training camp ends. They announce jersey number changes like Tyrell Pigram, who wore three during training camp. He's now 13, and Jamison Sheehan is 18, Jake Kelly 16, Carl Schmitz 26, Clemens is 33, Matt Cole 38, Mari Jones 81, and Jeremy Murphy 87. He was wearing a receiver jersey starting with a seven in training camp, so... That will happen in uh, Abu Dharami Suarez, number 15. I'm trying to, my number was three growing up. I think it was literally just they gave me that number the first year I played hockey and had it for a couple of years. And then it was five. And then I don't know if I ever had three again. Yet that was always the number I thought of having. Baseball, I didn't have three. So they gave me 10. Got that on a jacket. This is not interesting. I've got a bunch of jerseys that are not three, but I do. Don't tell my high school. Still have my basketball jerseys for my final year. And since in Ontario, you can do a fifth year and it doesn't really matter and you can leave halfway through, which is what I did. I still have them. Maybe someday I'll go back and give them back. And it's three. I got the whole man, the road, three jerseys. Sorry, St. Mary's High School in Owen Sound, Ontario. I think they're going to be okay. Let's talk golf. And Golf Manitoba's first big tournament of the year, which wrapped up yesterday at Glendale Golf and Country Club. The match play championship resulted in three winners. The men's division saw top seed Braxton Koontz of Breezy Bend downing defending champion and number two seed Mar- Marco Tristeniuk of Elmhurst. Koontz with a strong run. Around the turn, he won holes 9, 10, and 12 to go three up. Able to just hold on for the victory, one up on the final hole. 
In women's play, top seed Addison Cartouche of St. Charles CC knocked out public players club member Clara Peak 2-1 and one in the final. Cartouche racing a one-hole deficit through seven, going on to win the 11th, 12th, and 15th holes to secure the match. And in the senior men's bracket, the 17th seed, Blair Neal of Rossmere downed Dwayne Heinrichs of Bell Acres one up the lead, never greater than one hole between the players. Neil took his first lead of the day on 17. I had the chance to talk to Neil earlier today, and our chat began with me asking him how he feels today, one day removed from his big win. Yeah, well, it was back to reality. It was back to work this morning at 7.30, so not not a lot of time to do any celebrating, but uh, yeah, no, it was just a very exhausting weekend. Uh, five rounds in four days is a lot of golf, and I usually only play a couple times a week. So, How does it change for you, playing match play compared to a stroke play tournament? Um, I think, you know, the the biggest difference is, you know, you can have a bad hole and not have it take you out of a tournament, right? Because in match play, you know, I always say it's 18 one-hole matches, and at the end of the 18 holes, it's whoever wins the more of those one-hole matches, right? So the mentality changes, and... There, you know, you, there's times when you start playing the player. You, it's situational golf. You know, if he's in a bad position, you might not be aggressive. But if he's in a good position, you might try to be more aggressive to, you know, mitigate, you know, the chance of you losing that hole. So it's, it's, a, it's a little more strategic golf for sure. So take me through uh, the final match. It's really a, a neck-and-neck fight, wasn't it? It, it was. Um, you know, I, I had had a pretty good week. You know, leading into it, I hadn't trailed. I had led in most of my matches early and held on to that lead. And then in the final, I, I fell behind the hole. I won the next hole, and then I lost two in a row and thankfully won the hole right before we had the lightning delay. And then I was pretty much one behind most of the rest of the match. And then uh, I was really pressing not to lose another hole because you don't want to go two down on the back nine because – you know, the the end of the round doesn't become the 18th hole anymore. It's when you don't have enough holes to, to catch up. So um, I was fortunate enough to win the 14th hole and uh, tie the match. And then we, we tied 15. I had a good chance to win on the 16th hole, but missed the putt. And then on 17, you know, uh, my Dwayne got a bad break. He had just caught the water on a second shot into the par five. And I was pin high right on the par five and was able to, uh, you know, just chip up and uh, basically win the hole quite easily. And then, uh, you know, we went to 18 and a little more drama there on 18. Um, You know, just a a little pressure got to me on the tee and I hit my tee shot out right and uh, got a bit of a break. I ended up on the tee box of the neighboring hole and was able to hit it from there onto the green and Dwayne did the same. And then we, you know, didn't putt very well on the hole, and we ended up tying the hole, so I was managed to kind of escape with the one-up victory. You know, it's uh, I think both of us, the nerves kind of hit us on 18. We, you know, it just it wasn't wasn't bad golf, but it wasn't great golf the whole day, and it's it just I think we were both kind of exhausted from the long day, and I think the 18th hole was just, you know, it was, I think we were happy to have it be over with. You know, I'm sure he wanted a different result, but uh, it was it was a tough it was a tough day. So it was relief more than jubilation when you finished it off. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, what the funny part was, I mean, we, you know, you, you played in, a, you played a morning round at seven thirty, and then you played the afternoon round at one, and there was a ninety-minute delay, and then on top of that, you know, with the heat and the humidity, 
if if Dwayne had won the last hole, we had to go extra hole, so more golf. So it was definitely relief for me for sure, and it was pretty unbelievable. I mean, you know, you always go into the week thinking you're going to do well, and often it doesn't work out that way. And you know, my goal was to kind of make it to the weekend, and uh, I just you know I started to get some momentum and some confidence built after a couple wins early in the week. Um, started to get a feel for the golf course. Um, I feel like I read the conditions well at the golf course like the every day was a little different weather wise you know the wind was pretty heavy early in the week and then not quite as bad on the weekend the course itself dried out from a lot of the heat so greens had firmed up you know so all those little adjustments you had to make I thought I you know did that well and that kind of kept me in some of the matches where maybe there was opportunities you know for the match you know to go the, to go the opposite way. So you came into this as a 17th seed of 32. Did you read anything into that? Was there a feeling of I'm an underdog and not a lot of pressure on you? Uh, not so much. I mean, like, you know, the, the seeding isn't quite like a, like the NCAA tournament where, you know, the, the, the seeds are really based on, you know, season-long performance. The, the seeds for this were based on a one-round qualifying tournament in a you know, 50 kilometer an hour gale wind that we played last Saturday. So I, I felt that, you know, I, I, I you know, personally, I thought I, I could, you know, I'm make it to the final eight. That's kind of where I thought things would sit, but in match play, anything can happen. You know, you, you can, you can lose to somebody you think you should beat, then you can beat somebody that you didn't think you could, you know, that you were going to, right. It's, it's, it's just different golf. You know, anybody can beat anybody. And you look at the world match play, you know, tournaments that, that are on the, you know, PGA tour and on the European side, the guy that wins the tournament isn't always one of the top players. There's years when Tiger won it. And then there's years when, you know, a guy much, much lower seated won the tournament. So looking at the, the 18th, again, you mentioned your tee shot lands on a, a neighboring tee box. When you win golf tournaments or or just i think in in sports in general you need a dose of luck in there at some point so when you find your ball there what's going through your head well i'm like well i'm great it wasn't i'm happy that it wasn't under a tree i mean i still had you know some obstructions in my in my way but it was you know it was like okay we're still alive right you know and and again in match play it's not just what you do it's what, what your opponent does as well right um you know, but for sure, like during during the week, I, there was a couple breaks. There was one match where two of us hit it into kind of a ditch hazard, and my ball was pretty clean and easy to hit out of there. The other person's ball was kind of more obstructed by some weeds and, you know, like basically long grass growing in the way where they weren't able to hit the shot as well, and I ended up winning the hole. You know, there's a good break there. You know, there's – it's ebbs and flows. Like, that's, that's match play, right? And, I mean – I, I think I, you know, I was asked earlier about this, and you really need to just accept that there's going to be good things and bad things happening over over the course of a round of golf, and just keep remembering that it's you know it's only a one hole match, right? You only the most you can lose is one hole at any given time, so and and you're not going to go the whole tournament without losing some holes. So you just can't let that carry over to the next hole, and and fortunately the whole through the whole tournament. I lost two holes in a row twice only. So I never really got into that slump where you lose three, four holes in a row and you can't recover. How familiar were you with Glendale before you got there? <laughs> That's the funny part. Not at all. Like, um, 
I lived in Manitoba. I was born and raised here. And then I moved away 10 years or I guess 18 years ago to Alberta for, for about 10 years. And I hadn't played Glendale since before I left for Alberta. So it was probably 25 years since I played it. So I really struggled actually in the qualifier. I made some bad mistakes. I took some bad lines on some holes and I think I, I think I put four or five balls in the water that day, but you know, some post around thinking about it afterward and you can, you know, where your mistakes were and, you know, leading back in the match play, you start fresh again. And, you know, I was able to uh, stay away from the bad places I went in the qualifier and, uh, you know, and slowly, with each passing round, I felt more comfortable at the golf course and really quite like it. It's a Stanley Thompson design. It's, you know, it, it's challenging where there's enough water in places and some good located bunkers. You really have to be strategic and kind of manage your way around the golf course. Like there's some holes you can hit it far on and overpower the hole, but there's a lot of other holes where you really have to be careful and be strategic. So when you got into work today, was there a thunderous applause? How'd that go? Well, honestly, I was at home. I'm working at home today, okay. but uh, my phone my phone did blow up a little bit last night and this morning. <laughs> so. Well, at least you didn't have to to go in. Okay, so uh, what's yeah. next for you on the tournament calendar? Uh, well, we we play uh, like a kind of a competitive interclub uh, league called Senior Putters. We play every Tuesday against other clubs, so I'm back at it tomorrow. But uh, other than that, the next is probably the Manitoba Mid-Am at Pine Ridge in July. Okay, so you're going to have a target on your back tomorrow night? Uh, that's what my, actually my partner said that to me. My partner sent me a text after I won, and he said, congrats, now we have a target on our back all year. <laughs> so, hey, there's worse things to have, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was a great week. I mean, unbelievable experience, played with some great guys, golf course setup was good, you know, I can't say anything bad about the week. Obviously, when when you win, you know you you, you have a more positive outlook on things. But it was a, it was a good week. I mean, I don't expect to you know to win every week or every tournament that you enter. But it was just that kind. Of, it was just a good week, and things lined up, and you get a couple of breaks at the right time. And there's a lot of good players in this province, and there's a lot of good players in the tournament. You know that probably didn't get a break somewhere or a bounce somewhere that they needed. Well, you got the bounces, so congrats, yeah. player. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk with me tonight, and uh, best of luck with everything else going forward. You bet. Thanks a lot. That is Blair Neal of Rossmere Senior Men's Winner at the Golf Manitoba Match Play Championship, which was decided yesterday at Glendale Golf and Country Club. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all that they should. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.